Hello listeners and welcome to our latest episode of the It's Now or Never podcast. We are the Student Achievement Managers for NEVR and we love that we can share with our community the fantastic work our schools are achieving in such challenging times. Today we continue our numeracy discussion and we hope this podcast will connect with you and your work in your school. This episode focuses on building number sense and concrete materials. Brian La is a Milan's improvement teacher at Baldwin High School, and we are really excited to hear about the new initiatives Baldwin has put into place to improve teaching and learning. The changes that have been put in place come from extensive work with students through surveys and focus groups. Baldwin High School is an inner east secondary school in the Barunda network. There are over 2,000 enrolments and the SFOE of the school is 0.14. Last year at the 2021 Victorian Education Excellence Awards, Principal Deborah Harmon received the Colin Simpson Outstanding Secondary Principal Award. Bowen High School obtained the Dr. Laurie Shears Outstanding Global Teaching and Learning Award also. All right. Um, thanks for joining us today. I'm Claire Hanley. I'm a Student Achievement Manager and we have Brian La with us from Baldwin High School, um, who's a mathematics teacher. Um, we're very excited to have you with us today, Brian. Thank you for taking some time to um, answer these questions and just take us through um, your the best practice at Baldwin in terms of um, mathematics and um, teaching of numeracy. Um, I've got my first question here. Um, what concrete materials is Baldwin using to help students gain strong number sense? Um, for our school, one of the materials that I've found useful for building number sense has been so far the Maths 300 program. It really does help students. Um, it gives us, uh, it helps them build up some concrete materials and we have been able, we've been able to use some of these concrete materials in new ways as well in and allowing for more depth and differentiation within our curriculum. So I haven't I honestly haven't been using it much up until last year when I joined Baldwin, but using it it really did help I found it really did help um build confidence in mathematical concepts with students and give them that strong math sense. The use of the math software also helped a lot during remote because some during remote concrete materials are hard to come by. So giving them access to these representations really did help them at home. For year seven to nine, we often use representations to introduce topics. And then afterwards, we apply our, mathem our mathematical understanding moving forward from there, while also referring back to our concrete materials whenever we can. So for number and algebra, for example, for these topics, we use things that a lot of schools use as well. So things like number lines or split number lines for ratios. And in the numeracy classroom, we have a lot of these concrete resources available for students. For example, a magnetic fashion wall that often are already stuck up on the um, whiteboard for students to use in order to assist them understanding their, in order to assist them in understanding fractions. Uh, we also have a times tables anchor chart in the room for students to refer back to in order to build the confidence with multiplicative thinking, because we understand that for a lot of these students, when they are a little bit behind in class, and a lot of times some classes do push on a little bit, and so it's good for us it, as numeracy support teachers to help pick that back up for the students. Um, for things like measurement and uh, for some topics like measurement 
and we use estimation to help build spatial awareness and also being helping them estimate some results as well. We find that this helps build number sense as allows them to start off with a lower cognitive load in terms of calculations. And from there, they can build it up throughout the topic. That's fantastic. Um, you mentioned remote learning there. Did you find um, as a mathematics teacher um, that you started to find new concrete materials during um, remote learning? Like did new new stuff come that through that way or was it just um, something that um, you have used in the past and you just started to um, build upon throughout your teaching? For me, it's a bit more of building on what I've learned so far and also giving me the opportunity to revisit things that I haven't had a chance to explore as much since I've graduated. Yeah. So it's this kind of refreshing and also building upon that knowledge, kind of working yeah. towards what we are, where we are at now, where we're a lot more confident as a faculty in using our materials during remote, if touch wood, we end up going back there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It also helps with learning as well, having because those skills we use, we can bring them back to flipped learning so students are able to access these materials and we are able to understand how to guide them in that as well. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, so how will you build, um, how do you build number sense with your students in context at Baldwin? So for us, uh, using concrete materials is obviously very important, but it's also really important to also to transfer this understanding from concrete materials into representations into more of an abstract understanding. When working with students who need numeracy support, having those concrete materials in the background in the form of an anchor chart on the whiteboard in the classroom where I can readily access it in our small space where we conduct our numeracy sessions, it really does help solidify their understanding with, um, and it really does help them build their number sense in that way because if they're struggling with something I can always just anchor it back to a specific concrete material that I've used with the students. Um, looking at this so often we look at the skills required for the day and we also look at the learning intentions. We make use of resources such as the Acer teaching resources that come with the PAT data in order to and we usually use these warm-up questions to kind of to build the students number sense for what we're doing for the day. We do some brain breaks as well, which help build number sense. For example, one of the good, one of the fun ones I've got introduced to this year was um, Nerdle. So that really <laughs> does help. That really does help with students um, working on the number sense, getting to practice some mental maths, but also giving them access to the timetables on the uh, as an anchor chart on the wall does help them build the confidence up. Sometimes students check that check the anchor chart while working through the nerdle and sometimes they get to that point where they kind of know where they kind of had that number sensory where they don't really need it as much but they use it just to check their answers and yeah so we what we do is we usually kind of try to link it back to the topics that we're doing the learning intention i think that's the way to build it more because they kind of work for it and then they can they get a chance to apply it in our sessions as well. Mm. That's fantastic. Now I'm going to show my ignorance here. Um, is is Nerdle like Wordle? So Nerdle is a it's like Wordle except you have numbers. Yeah. So you have 
you try to create an equation and you get students to build up the to write up that equation uh, to write an equation that fits in the boxes I think they'll and there's a lighter there's a lighter version as well which has two which has less boxes so less things to fill in which also helps them understand understand problem solving strategies related to it as well ah. so it does work well for both ways usually with numeracy support students I tend to use the smaller ones to get them to build up their um, number sense in, and their number fact skills as well that's great. That's I want to check that out. Yeah. And also, I like the use of the anchor charts. It's it can't be understated how much use they are still in the classroom. And I know yeah. I've been out to a couple of secondary schools that have a bit of difficulty because they go into different classrooms. Um, but what this particular teacher that I've worked with has done, they laminate it. They it's like the double sided sticky tape on one side is magnetic and they basically just carry it around them and then throw them on the board. There, done. Here's my, and they take them to the different lessons and it takes, you know, that 10 seconds to set up and the students still know these are the anchor chart. This is still what I can refer to. So um, thank you for that. Uh, if I jump into the third question there, so what are the implications if students do not have a strong number sense? Um, I've actually seen quite a few students throughout the years from year seven to 10 that sometimes they don't necessarily have that number sense. Maybe it wasn't really focused on, or maybe they relied a bit too much on the calculator, but they understand the process a bit. So not, not, they don't it's not necessarily a doom and gloom thing for students mm. if they don't have a strong number sense. It's never, I don't really want to think of it that way. It's an opportunity for them to build onto it and to work on it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we have, at the same time, it's. Although it's good to have it, we don't want to cut. We don't want to kind of make students anxious if they're still working on it. Um, I've seen students who are pretty good at mathematics in terms of process that don't necessarily have those that number sense. It doesn't. But having it having it there kind of means students are able to manipulate their the information they're given a bit better compared to students that don't have it. Compared to students that don't have a strong number sense. Mm, so for mm. example, when we're looking at concepts where we're transferring our skills, students with a strong with a um but with with a stronger number sense tend to be able to manipulate that data a lot better because mm -hmm. it's a lot because it's a lower cognitive load for them. Whereas if you have someone with not without a strong number sense or with a number sense that's not at level or they had a bit of trouble with it then there's a high cognitive load for them when they're working through this. And this is not just for maths, this is for when we're looking at data in the, in the whole of the Victorian curriculum, mm -hmm. when we're looking at graphs in science or looking at calculations, or even when we're looking at data in geography and the humanities as well. It's really important to have that strong number sense, but because uh, number sense really does play into building onto our skills with the other ones as well. I feel that when you have someone without a strong number sense, they tend to rely a lot more on doing it step by step. They're a bit more inflexible in that way. They tend to try, they tend to have a set of steps. And then when things don't, then there's something that kind of makes it difficult to get to those steps. They struggle a bit more, I feel. Um, for these students, I think multiple exposures is really important. As I said before, going back, having the warm ups there really does help build on their number sense. In classes, I know that we are a bit time poor, time poor, but with the <laughs> MILANS funding, it really does help students because 
it gives them the opportunity to build up what they may have not been able to achieve in early years. So it's really important for that. Um, often, as I said before, we build our sessions with small skills and this, I feel like it does help the students. These brain breaks, they all add up in the end. Mm. So they give them the opportunity to demonstrate the understanding, feel that, feel that sense of achievement as well and be more motivated in maths. Yeah, fully. I think that motivation, as you mentioned a couple of times, there, that opportunity for students uh, when it comes to that number sense as well. It's not the doom and gloom. It's not the glass is half full. All right, let's keep moving forward. What can we build upon um, for those support structures? So that was fantastic. Final question before we go to the to the live Q&A and I throw back over. Um, how is Bowen High using PLC, so professional learning communities, to improve teacher practice in numeracy across the curriculum? Um, so, so far, so last year, uh, because this year I'm in the science PLC, so I can't really say much as much for that. But for last year, we tend to have to have PLCs consisting of groups of teachers in different subject areas, and I felt like that gave a different perspective to teaching. So having so having our teachers, having maths teachers there to kind of share how we do it, and then also getting information on how other subject areas do it as well. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we work quite closely with other with the teachers in. Uh, the classroom teachers for students who are in our minor sessions as well. Um, even the open door, if it, uh, even the, even them that open door where if there's something numeracy related that they want to tackle in their class and they're not sure how to do it, we're always we're also there. We're uh, also there to support them as well. Mm. In our PLCs, we also do a bit of um, research together and to try understand uh, the needs of numeracy students as well. And then lastly, we also do also share footage of our classes to kind of share our practices in related in relation to our subject areas including numeracy. That's great. Excellent. I love yeah. Thank you. I love how um it's not only just about sharing practice but uh, it's doing the research together. Um that's fantastic and it's just building the love for um learning and for um building on um improving numeracy skills with your students. That research is so important. So that's um a refreshing thing to hear is that is happening in um, PLCs. Um, Brian, now it's time uh, for a Q&A um, from our listeners. So we've got one question here from our listeners and they wanted to know to what extent are your mathematics programs focused on developing a deep understanding of the big ideas, concepts of mathemat mathematics? I guess it's a process that we're still working towards building those big ideas and I feel like our school structure so far is building towards that a bit as well um so far recently we've moved to more of a we moved away from the common the common test a uh, common assessment task and we moved more onto the continuum working focusing on what we the students can achieve and uh, what students can achieve and then we can develop them through there so we're not that focused on those numbers anymore we're focused more on the bigger on the big ideas having said that it's quite a new thing with everyone still trying to get used to it so i think it's always it's always going to be a work in progress no one's ever really done with building up um with building up their out with their schools being up, up building their bigger big ideas of mathematics and how we mm -hmm. teach it mm. 
Yeah, it's a big space and a space that everyone's working on at the moment. Um, thank you. It was so great to hear um, what you do at Baldwin. I'm still just thinking about the anchor charts and Nerdle. It's just got me so excited. I want to, um, I'm going to do a learning walk, Brian. I'm inviting myself and I'm coming in to see it. <laughs> um, but thank you for your time and for allowing us to um, understand what happens at Baldwin and I know our community is just going to really um, just appreciate what you have shared with us in this podcast so um, yeah I thank you from uh, our, our community as well um, so thanks thank you for having me no worries <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. To access um, other episodes, you can go to our Never Professional Learning website. Or for our Mylands Improvement teachers, you can go to our Google Drive uh, for the Mylands and TLI resources. Thank you very much. We are your Sams. We have wonderful Christopher Dosser from Outer East, wonderful Carly McGrath from Goulburn, our wonderful Mandy Goff from Ovensmurray, and myself, wonderful Claire Hanley from this is It's Now or Never.